0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous a visit for your big book study. My name is Ross M and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's Friday, August, it's August 11th, August 11th, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book. We are page 99, working with others. Yeah, that last paragraph on 99, let no alcoholic say cannot recover. And we're going through one paragraph. We have seen others slip when the fa- family came back. All right. Today's readers are 12 steps, Cinda B, 12 Traditions, Matthew G. Reading the Text, Tenzin P, page 164, Amory M. Backup readers, Barb W. Our newcomer greeters, Nancy C. And the second hour host is Eileen M. We have reference numbers from yesterday, Thursday, August 10th, 2023, at 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 20,528. That's two zero five two eight. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 20,529. Two zero five two nine. All right. The pro O A preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals through shared experience, strength, and hope. and to carry a message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that, pe- that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and a practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Cinda B. to read the 12 steps of OA.
1: Hi, this is Cinda B.
2: from uh, Pennsylvania, a grateful member of OA. Uh, one, we've admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and for the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice for these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Linda. Next up at the
3: 12 Traditions is Matthew G. Hey there, this is Matthew G. Currently in Southwest France, compulsive overeater. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on who, upon OA unity. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting it be a service.
0: All right, Matthew. Thank you. I appreciate it. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery, described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we actually Ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and nature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one on mute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book we're working with others, page 99, that third paragraph, but no alcoholic say cannot recover unless he has his family back. And we're reading through that paragraph ending with, we have seen others slip when the family came back too soon. All right. So I, I've asked Tendon P to start us off today.
4: <clears throat> okay. Uh, good morning everyone. Uh Tendon P checking in from New York. Okay. Uh let no alcoholic say he cannot recover unless he has his family back. <clears throat> this just isn't so. In some cases the wife will never come back for one reason or another. Remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon other people it is dependent upon his relationship with god we have seen men get well whose families have not returned at all we have seen others slip when the family came back too soon okay uh setting my timer here so i uh this is such an important uh Paragraph. uh, The essence of it for me is this sentence: Remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. Um, So it's so complex because, uh, in a certain way, um, you know, there's there's no way ultimately to separate myself and my and other people and my relationship with a power greater than myself, but in, in this chapter, and uh, as we've been walking through the steps, we, we spend time exactly doing that separating. Um, we, we look at a connection with God. We go deeply into, well, what is, uh, what, who are we? What is our connection with ourselves? We do the big house cleaning and here we are looking at our relationships with others and, um, and then how to put it all back together. But this paragraph is reminding us that fundamentally our relationship with ourselves and with God is, is where we have to begin. And earlier in this chapter, we talked about that our relationship, uh, our relation, our recovery does not depend upon the material aspects also. Um, just, it was just a week ago that we, uh, that we read a paragraph where where it talked about, uh, burn the idea into the consciousness of every, every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. And I'll say for myself now, I'm uh, in the process of doing another pass through the steps. I'm in step eight now. And it it is totally... Uh, Profound experience uh, this time around, seeing, you know, many things that I did, and as I talk about it with fellows, they keep reminding me, you know, I'm not in this same place, but it's really important that I own and learn uh, to have
5: compassion
4: for where I was, as well as learn skillful other ways to be in this world with myself and with God and with other people. I really appreciated hearing so much uh, people sharing about their marriages, the ending of relationships, beginning of relationships. So I look really forward to hearing what everyone has to share today. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, Tenzin. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to open up the line for sharing. So we ask uh, that we limit your share every third day. And uh, if you shared in the past couple of days, we appreciate everything, but we just need to get everybody in and everybody have a chance to share. So if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back with others to share. Uh, take it easy on me. <laughs> if you cannot. But uh, who wants to share? On on this photo page. Janet B from Boston.
4: Okay.
0: Katie G. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I got Carolyn. I think I got Carolyn. I definitely
1: got
0: yep. Katie. Bonnie B. Alright, that was it, Bonnie. Uh, Joan N. Bonnie. Janet B. All right. Okay. Okay, one
1: second.
0: It's Ca yeah. Carolyn S H, yeah. Bonnie B, uh uh Katie, Katie G. Johan, M, and uh, Janet. All right. It's not too bad. All right. Who that? Anne Marie
4: M. Anne Marie M. Anne
0: Marie. Yep.
1: Diane B. Diane.
0: All right. Who, 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 who W. that? All
1: right. Chris with the K, right? Yep.
0: Uh, let's take two more. Let's see what we got here. You got to take a couple more.
1: Abby Arden. Else? Abby, Arden. Abby Arden.
0: Abby Arden. Abby Arden. What was the last one there?
1: Stephanie R.
0: Stephanie. All right, this is perfect. Sorry for my broken ears here. All right, great group. Carolyn, Bonnie, Katie, Johan, Janet, Amory, Diane, Chris, Abby, and Stephanie. Carolyn, you are up.
4: Good morning, Russ. How are you?
0: Um, Doing great.
4: good morning, everybody. Good. <laughs> Carolyn SH calling in from Massachusetts, and I'm honored to be in this lineup. Um, I am recovering today in step nine. Very happy about that. Um, uh I wanted to chime in about this um the, the but no alcoholics say he cannot recover unless he has his family back um, so, um and I really appreciated the opening share and hearing the word complex and how complex it is, and that we're we're looking in this chapter at um separating our behavior from others' behavior um especially those we're super close to and live with and share lives with um. Uh, last night, my husband and I had an argument um i'm physically not feeling great and it's and i, I can be testy, no matter what, but when I'm not feeling well, it's even worse um and he kind of took over cooking, doing something in the kitchen and i and and well i won't go into detail, but we ended up um he, he got upset um really upset, and left and um, went out for dinner, <laughs> so I cooked my own dinner, and when we got back, I did an immediate um, step 10, I apologized, and I knew exactly what I had done wrong, and I apologized for all that, and he was still sore, he went to bed, um, and this morning, I did not know if I was going to meet with him still being angry at me, and holding it against me, Um And I prayed for a long time and I talked to higher power and I meditated and I did not have a clear answer of how to behave when I went downstairs because he was downstairs, and I had no idea what I was going to meet and it doesn't matter. Like I, I can focus on me. I can do my part. And it just so happens when I, and I have not been timing myself for us. So hopefully I'll have a few seconds left. I went downstairs and, uh and it was wonderful. He's like, Oh, good morning and he had gotten over it and everything and and you know, is that connected to the fact that I prayed and meditated for like an hour? I don't know, you know, and it does matter. Um, but I just I asked Higher Power to give me the reactions and the words no matter what I met when I went downstairs. And I'm just grateful that I have the tools, um, as was said earlier, and a skill
1: set, um, to lean on when when stuff like that happens. Um that's it. Thanks so much. And I pass Russ. I don't know if you're you're not mute you're muted. All
0: right, thanks. Yeah, I was muted. Sorry about that. Good job, I Appreciate it. Next up is Bonnie B, followed by Katie G.
4: Good morning, everyone. Thanks, Jess, for your service. And thank you, Tansy, for the beautiful opening. Bonnie B., currently in Minnesota. Um, What an incredible paragraph with regards to offering hope. You know, what does it tell us? It tells us that my recovery is not dependent on anything or anyone. You know, when I get my eyes, when I end up getting, like, um, sidetracked because I live in a body with a lot of emotions, very quickly it brings me back to the, to the truth in this program that obviously I'm tethered to something at eye level. That's the only time I get um, you know, restless, irritable, discontent is when I'm looking at something eye level and I've taken my eyes off of God. And so my recovery, you know, it's, it's making reference to family, but I could put anything in that. You know, My recovery is not dependent upon what happens down in Florida because of Hurricane Ian. My, my recovery is not dependent upon... You know, my kid's doing well and my husband, um, you know, um, behaving the way I want. My recovery is dependent upon one thing. And it's the gift of being able to pause, break that chain, which is my thinking, and look back up. Once again, just just like recenter, refocus. My, my recovery is dependent upon my thinking. I don't have an eating issue. I don't have a weight issue. I've got a thinking issue. And this program helps me because it, it encourages me right upon arising. I make sure I'm plugged back in. Throughout the course of the day, I pause. I pause all the time throughout the course of the day and just make sure I'm looking at the right target. And then again at night, I regroup. My recovery is dependent upon one thing and one thing only. Am I connected to God? And am I, am I um, you know, as the end of our 10th step does or, you know, leads us, What would you have me to be? Is that my focus? If that's my focus, it's all good. You know, it's beautiful. It brings hope. No matter what's going on in my world, my recovery can be stable. If my focus is where it needs to be. This is the greatest gift ever because the world is continually shifting and moving. For me, it's not a matter of um, if, it's when. But if if, if I'm looking up going to go back to what I know I need to do, which is center myself with God, leave everyone else alone, and stay inside my hula hoop. Everything is fine. And so people can weave in and they can weave out as they want, and it doesn't matter to me. I get to show up recovered, kind, loving, accepting, everything that God would have me to be. So what a gift. What a blessing. Thank you so much for allowing me to share, and I hope um, everyone has a blessed day. Bonnie B. from Minnesota, and I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Bonnie. Next up is Katie G., followed by Johan.
6: Hey, Wes, thanks for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G., and I am recovered in Boston. I don't really have a whole lot new to offer. I do know that I'm a feelings aholic. Like, I, I feel like I need other people to be okay. As one of my mentors says, I spend money I don't have to impress people I don't need. So that they love me, you know like i I want people to be happy with me, and they don't even pay my bills, you know, like I just get so dependent on people and on circumstances, and because I'm an addict, I think feelings are intolerable, you know, and i i I can tell you I'll never forget the day that you know my husband told me he I was going to get out of there, or else, right, like I can tell you about the day that my lung collapsed. I can tell you about the day that my lung collapsed the second time. What I can tell you is that because of a great, the grace of God, um, he, he allowed me to stay abstinent. He gave me the willingness to stay abstinent, and it's nothing I've done. You know, and the thing is for me, I'm, um, I'm not a really good person in that, like if my life is going well, I don't seek God. I'm learning to today, but the desperation of life, Brings me to seek God, so that you know, despite a miscarriage, I can walk into a hospital, have a procedure, and stay abstinent because of the grace of God. You know, and the next paragraph has such a beautiful promise. You know, it says, you know, follow the dictates of a higher power. You'll presently live in the new and triumphant world. I, I really liked that, but I didn't realize the last part, which is no matter what your present circumstances. And I think that that's what it, this is saying too, right? Like. Life is life, and it's coming for me, and it's going to happen and it's so empowering to hear my fellows i I love that I can call you guys. You're like the yellow pages. You can tell me you know there are women and men I know who've who've lost their their parents, they've lost their spouses, they've had cancer. I'm sure you're one of them, right? But the thing is, like with a relationship with God, I don't have to eat over it, and that is a miracle. You know what else is a miracle? I don't have to hurt other people. I love how the previous share said, you know, relationships come in and out. And they do. They ebb and flow. One of my favorite prayers is that God is sending me who I need, what I need, when I need, for as long as I need it. Which means that my decision today is that God is everything, even in the turmoil, even with my five-year-old needing to go to therapy for emotional dysregulation, even with all of the things that life brings us, it doesn't matter. I have a relationship with God who loves me. I can be God's girl. And most significantly, among the crazy, I can serve
1: others, which gives me a meaning and purpose to my life without a pass. Thanks, Katie. Next up is Johan.
7: Hey, good morning, Ross. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for service. And uh, great to hear you. Great to hear everybody. Uh, My name is Johan, Johan And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a great paragraph and what a great reminder uh, for me that I need to put program first. That's uh, where it's at. You know, if, if, I, if I put program first, the rest will follow, you know. Without the program, without the steps, without, uh, you know, everything that the, the, the program includes that I need to do on an everyday basis, I won't have a work, I won't have a family, I won't have, you know, anything of of uh, the other f- things either. So, uh, for me, I need to get up early in the morning. I got small kids, I have a full-time job, uh, but I need my hour with God, you know, every morning to connect with God. Uh, so, I need to get up early in the morning to, to get that hour to connect with God. I need to use time where I can to do program. And... Um, I need to use my lunch breaks. I need to use, you know, wherever I can find time, uh, to do program. Um, and that's the thing. And, uh, you know, does the program take time from my family. Yeah, it does. Sure. It does, you know, hopefully uh, working program will take more time from my, you know, social media, from the TV and things like that, but it takes time from my family as well. But you know what takes more time from my family, being in the food. That's like a 24 seven job, you know, so, um, work in the program, uh, takes time from my family, but only a fragment of the time that the food and that the addiction took, you know, from my family, from my work and from everything else. So this is just a great reminder that if I, if I put program first, God will do the rest and the rest will follow. And the same goes for the guys that I sponsor. You know, I can't do anything for them. I can, I can guide them through the big book. That's, that's what I can do. That's all I can do. I can, I can show that this, this work for me, you know? Um, but these guys saves my life every day. The calls that I get from, from my sponsors, from the guys I sponsor and you know, from, from everybody else as well. is saving my life every day. So great paragraph and great meeting. I'm so grateful that I am in recovery. And that there is a solution that I get to work on that solution, even though it's very early in the morning (laughs) to begin with and throughout the day, but you know, nine days of 10, this is a joy. I love doing it. And on the 10th day that I don't want to do it, the more important it is that I do it. So, you know, happy, joyous and free for today. So thank you so much. Have a great Friday.
0: Hey, John, appreciate that. All right, next up is Janet B., followed by Amory M.
4: Hi, good morning. This is Janet B., recovered in New Jersey to be in North Carolina next week. Um, well, the first line really says it went, you know, this was me. I can't recover because. And I thought my recovery was because of lousy circumstances, right? I would go to meetings. I can't recover because. I don't know, my lousy boss, my lousy, well, I didn't have a husband then, um, and he's not lousy anyway. But, you know, it was always circumstances. Um, So I thought I couldn't recover because of lousy circumstances. And then there were two other reasons I thought I couldn't recover. Um, Maybe lack of desire. For my first six years in OA, I couldn't get abstinent. And people, I'm sure, said about me, she doesn't want it badly enough. And I thought, maybe I don't want it badly enough. But page 24 of our book tells us that there comes a point where the most powerful desire to stop is of absolutely no avail. So lack of circumstances wasn't my problem. Lack of desire wasn't my problem. Maybe it was like lack of knowledge, right? Lack of understanding what it really means to be powerless, to have a broken bridge in my brain, to know what trigger foods were. Well, I understood it all. And it's like, being a diabetic and understanding about diabetes it doesn't do any good unless i take the insulin so it wasn't lack of circumstances or lack of desire or lack of knowledge our book tells us my problem's lack of power and then this paragraph the beautiful solution it's dependent on my relationship with god well what does that even mean i always believed in god i never had one minute in my life where i didn't But it's like I believe in the the King of England. It makes no difference to my life whatsoever that I believe it. So what does it mean, like my relationship with God? And what I've come to learn is it means surrender. And that sounds like a mystical word, but all it really means is doing what I think God wants me to do. So this book tells me certain things, right? God doesn't want me to tell lies ever. God wants me to put the welfare of others ahead of myself. So all it means is just thinking, God, in this situation, what would you have me do? And if I don't know what he would have me do, I say, what does love look like in this situation? And then I have a right relationship with God. Then it doesn't matter what my circumstances are, because God can keep me safe and protected. And that is the only way I can ever stay out of the food, by surrendering and doing God's will as
1: best I know how. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: All right, Shannon. Thanks a lot. Before Emery jumps on, let me let you know where we're at in case you came on the meeting a little later. We're on page 99, working with others. Uh, last paragraph at the bottom, third paragraph. That no alcoholic. Okay, let's try that again. That no alcoholic say he can
3: not recover
0: unless he has his family back. And we're reading through that paragraph. Uh, we have seen others slip when the family came back too soon. Okay, next up is Anne Marie M.
1: Good morning, Russ. It's Anne Marie M.
4: in South Carolina. Grateful to be recovered through God's grace and by working these steps in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. That um, reminds me of... Jim's story, our friend Jim, where he um, didn't expand or his spiritual life, and he got his um, his wife back. He got his, you know, his, he got a job back. Seems like he got everything back, and he got things back too quickly, and he, you know. went back out. So that that just reminds me of that. And the other thing is that it doesn't matter. Um, I don't need to rely on other people's uh, happiness or what other people think of me in order for me to be happy or sane or abstinent. Uh, I don't have to rely on um, making sure that Everybody is doing what I want them to do, how I want them to do it, when I want them to do it, <clears throat> in order for me to stay stay absent. Because if that were the case, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be absent, uh, and I wouldn't have serenity in my life. Um, and when I when that does happen, because it does happen that I get upset, somebody's not doing something the way that I want them to do, I have a way to handle it now. I don't have to compulsively eat. What a miracle. I mean, that's what I used to do. I used to stuff it, stuff it, and then stuff it with food. Stuff my emotions and then stuff with food. And now I do the 10th step. I, I, I ask God, you know, I, first of all, I can see that it's bothering me. That's a miracle because when I was compulsively eating, I could not see that anything bothered me. Um, I just put a smile on my face all the time. And uh, what a miracle that there's a way to live. I have a way of living peacefully, joyfully, and happily today. And that's um, because of God's grace, God showing me the way through these steps. And, And someone guiding me through the steps that led me to a God that I now know loves me. So I am so grateful. I'm not sure if I stayed on the topic here, but i will going to pass with that. Thanks, Russ.
0: Thanks, Anne-Marie. All
1: right, and uh, next up is Diane B. Star one, Diane.
8: Good morning. Sorry about that. Russ, thank you for your service. And Tenzin, thank you for getting us started off so beautifully. This is Diane B. in New York. Um, And I wanted to share because, excuse me, the past couple of days I've been hearing about people and their husbands, their wives, their significant others. And the reality is for me that these um, paragraphs, these directions, don't mean that I have to have a significant other in my life, that I could be having. Issues with other people, and I believe that Bonnie said that earlier as well. Um, and I've been in a situation with a very dear friend where I did something and she got really mad at me, and I made an amends with her, and we talked a couple of times, but I think she's still mad at me because I haven't heard from her in about all summer. And recently, I've noticed that I've been feeling emotionally unbalanced and not right, and I haven't been able to get down to the bottom of it until this morning when I woke up at three in the morning and I was like praying and meditating and finally it came to me, that's what's been bugging me. Um, I can't do that without program. In the past, I would have been binging over this situation. This is a very close friend of mine and I made a huge mistake and I have to live with that. And I have made my amends. And apparently, you know, she's not willing to go past it at this point. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I'm thinking. But I do know That by using my higher power, relying on my higher power, using the people in the program, using my step work, using all the tools I have at my disposal through this wonderful program, I don't have to gorge. I don't have to binge. I've already been over 300 pounds in my life. I don't want to go there again. Um, And so this timing, (laughs) you know, I don't believe that there are coincidences. I think it's just God working anonymously. But the timing of these paragraphs has just been remarkable for me because it's finally helping me to see clearly what it is that's making me feel so emotionally um, unbalanced. And so I do want to thank everybody for your service. I'm so grateful for this meeting and for this program. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: All right, Diane, next up is Chris W. followed by Abby R.
4: Hi, this is Chris W. Chris with a K from Nashville. And I'm kind of looking at it from the opposite view, that nothing or no one can make me relapse, that I'm the one who picks up that food and puts it in my mouth. No one else does. I'm the one who stops reaching out to others and stops doing my 10th step, 11th step, 12th step, I'm the one who decides to focus on the supposed um, faults of others, wanting them to be different than they are, but I'm wanting them to accept me exactly the way I am. I'm the one who stops writing my gratitude list. I'm the one who acts like a victim. I'm the one who makes up stories about other people and what what their motives are or what they need to do to recover. And um, I'm the one who insists that I'm not different from other people. I know I'm different from the people out there that are normal eaters, but I've always thought that I was different and didn't have to do everything the way you guys did. I'm the one who dwells on my fears or my judgment of other people. Um, I'm the one that listens to the lies of the disease that says, it's your life. You can do whatever you want. Those people don't have to have control over you. What? Um, it's just food. It's your body. You don't affect anybody else. And um, But the great news is that I'm the one that can flip this and choose to stay recovered and do the total opposite of that. And it just really hit me today that no one can make me go back out, whether my sponsor goes back out, uh, my sponsor goes out. I don't have to go tagging on with them. I can be recovered because I want to and I am doing everything that all the rest of you guys do. I'm not different from you. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you.
0: All right, Chris, thank you. Next up is Abby R. followed by Stephanie R.
4: Hi, this is Abby R. from New York. Um, I just I felt compelled to speak. I'm actually in um, step five right now. So everything is really um, looking very new to me, um, realizing things about myself that um, regardless of how many years in therapy I have been in, um, I did not realize. And I don't know what's going to be the end result of my marriage, um, but I, my recovery is not dependent on that outcome. So I've created lots of damage, and I am working on releasing resentments that have been sitting with me for years. And um, I already feel a lightness about it, but there is still, you know, more to, more to release to my higher power and, and more to be revealed, um, I believe. Regardless of the outcome, it's not, it's not in my control what, what will happen. The only thing in my control right now is um, how to stay spiritually set, take the suggestions of those who, who have been um, doing this work a little bit longer than me, and stay in the day, you know, um, somebody, uh, talked to me about future tripping, which is like an interesting, um, way to think about things and placing fears and, um, and just emotions to things that have not happened yet. Um, and that seems to be something I do often. Um, and so today is today, um, I can recover today if I am spiritually fit, and that is all that that is within my control. Thanks for letting me share. I pass.
1: Thanks, Abby. Next up is
0: Stephanie R., and then we're going to take another list.
4: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much. This is Stephanie R. from Missouri. I am... I'm always so grateful when I am able to hear a vision for you in the morning and I come every morning. And this meeting really has touched me because for so long I have put so many other things above my higher power um, and my spiritual well-being. I, when my sponsor a long time ago had a, a relapse, I thought, well, that is an a indication that, you know, I came too, and so I, I made that person my higher power. Um, my mother is um, 92 years old, and um, when she's doing well, I used to think, you know, that's all I needed to have in my life, and then I made that my higher power. It was only through understanding that it was my spiritual relationship with my higher power that I get my sense of serenity and peace, and that's my higher power. That's where my, all my faith is today, and and it's really incredible how important it is for me to be honest with myself and with my God and with others. To say that, you know, I, as an addict, I did, you know, as mimicking what other people have said, I used to come and just say, all the time, I'm fine, things are good, things are great, and, and I was just dying inside. I I didn't know how to live with my emotions or spiritual Um, or not necessarily my spiritual being, because I didn't have any at that time. But um, it's just really beautiful to be able to say that I know that other people are going to go through things, and I have a relationship with God that keeps me in a path of knowing that my relationship with God is what's going to get me through this day. And I do it one day at a time, and I wake up and I say my prayers and I connect with God and I ask, What am I to say? What am I supposed to do? What are my thoughts? And and that gets me through the day. Um, I feel I'm all over the place because I'm so moved by this meeting today. And it really did touch my heart.
1: And I don't know. It was a real spiritual experience. So thank you so much for letting me share with that out there. All
0: right, Stephanie, thanks a lot. One second here. So let me let you know where we're at. We are on page 99, that third paragraph. That no alcohol say he cannot recover unless he has his family back. Ending with we've seen others slip when the family came back too soon. So, uh, although we've got your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. If you shared Wednesday or Thursday, please step back, allow others to share. So, who would like to share on this? We have time for about I think about Mary J. Larry. I got Danny T. Cherry A. I got Danny T. Bonnie T. Danny, Danny, D D A N I. Danny T. Okay, one more, please. Who else? We got we got spot for one more. All right, we're gonna go with this these three: Larry G, Danny T, and Sherry A. And if you're not, if you're not sharing, please press star one to mute your line, please. All right, Larry, you're up, bud.
9: Good morning, Russ,
0: Larry, Chief in California. Uh, I
9: was that prospect. Uh, many times over the last 43 years, when I came to Alcohol Anonymous, uh, and I, I sponsor men who are, are that prospect, and it's, it's heart-wrenching. Uh, but none of us come in this uh, to the doors of OA or other fellowships on a winning streak. And I had this uh, this delusion that you know after about 60, 90 days, all was well. It it takes a long time, a long time to. Uh, clean up the wreckage of your past and to grow up, you know, to, to grow up and to uh, be emotionally, um, mature. And I'm growing up in this program. Um, I was dying in the rooms of OA. I, was, I, I came back to OA in 2000. and I was dying in the rooms of OA and I, I abused the, uh, you know, the slogans, for example, um, you know, take what you like and leave the rest with a middle finger up in the air. Right. Um, and I, when I discovered, I got smashed. I came back to, uh, Uh, to OA. I came through the doors of Vision in May 2020. I was smashed. I was a goner. And the one thing I realized I had to do differently was I no longer could schedule my life around recovery. I had to schedule uh, the other way around. I could not schedule recovery around my life. I had to schedule um, my life around recovery. Uh, It it was just, it just became so apparent to me. And and that's what I do today. But there's many days I wake up um, you know, I grew up in a family, a violent family. I was traumatized, and that's never going to change. I can work on that. I can gain new skills to uh, to deal with that. Those many mornings, I wake up, and I have to go to the gym. I have to do my 11-step work. Uh, I have to, you know, write out a food plan for the day. There's things I have to do that a normie, you know, does not have to do. A normie, feet hits the floor, and they feel joy or happiness, uh, and they go on their day, but you know, Larry has to do certain things each day, and when I don't. Um, I pay the consequences. Now, I I, I appreciate very much that Bill uh, gave me some instructions in a big book, and he says that um, it's spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. Because um, there's there's days I don't take God with me. I, I'm envious of those out there who talk about, you know, taking God, thinking about God, praying to God, asking God, you know, what to wear, what to eat. Um, I do that some days, but not every day. Um, I'm doing it more and more, and with great, you know, with great rewards. Um, so today, uh, I'm no longer that prospect, and I'm no longer that prospect because I schedule recovery, a life around recovery, and that's the central fact of my life. Um, and I pass back to you, Russ.
1: Thanks, there. Next up is Danny T, followed by Shelly A. Thank you. Good morning, everyone.
5: Uh, thank you, Ross, for your service. Thank you, Team Friday. I'm Danny P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Brazil. I'm very grateful to be here. Very grateful for your technology. I love this this paragraph. It really speaks to me. I I'm really this this compulsive of either uh, that the family will not come back um, because I don't know you, but uh, this disease has affected me in a way. Um, beyond pitiful and uncomprehensible demoralization. This disease has prevented me from starting a family, from meeting someone, from falling in love. This disease has prevented me from becoming a mother. And fertility is one of the consequences of this disease for me This disease has prevented me from knowing who I love, what I love, and how to love. This disease almost prevented me from graduating. Almost, almost. And only by God's grace and mercy, I have a diploma, a degree, a job. But this disease prevented me from living up to my potential. God has given me so many gifts so many talents. This disease has stolen all beautiful and possible experiences from me. So there is no coming back from that. Those things, they are not coming back for me. And I have to be reminded that I can recover despite all that. Regardless all that, recovery depends only and exclusively on my relationship with God. So I really have to work on this relationship on a daily basis. Really step 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of time. It's time consuming, it's, it's hard work, but there is no other way for me. I don't know you, but my disease is progressing, so I have to do better each day. And I have to work on this relationship with God. I have to find God now. I have to enlarge my spiritual life through
1: oh, self-sacrifice
5: geez. and helping others. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thanks, Danny. Sherry, you're up.
4: Good morning, everybody. Can I be heard? Yep. Ah, uh, thank you so much for everybody making the meeting happen. And the shares this morning are just kind of really breaking my heart open. Um, yeah, the disease. Um, disease takes me out of life, took me out of life, and I blamed other people. Um, And when I had um, the experience of being desperate and knowing that I would beat, uh, the grace of a higher power um, propelled me into the rooms and into the steps and into surrender in a a way that I had no idea was possible. And uh, and that power... um, that power has kept me uh, safe and protected and out of the food for a couple years. And all I've got today is that power to keep me safe and protected from all of my responses to life being life. And that's what I keep hearing from everyone's shares. It's just a um, practice of accepting that life is life. And, uh, I recently had a curveball, and, uh, And in my, in my own thinking, um, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is the craziest, most terrible thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. My, I don't know what's good for me or bad for me or challenging. I I don't know, but my higher power does. And so when life throws me a curveball, um, and my partner walks in and says, I gotta let go from my job. Um, my job is to keep doing what I do every day to stay sober in the food and to stay connected to my higher power. And I'm so grateful for the fellowship and people I can call and say, okay, yep, suit up and show up, Sherry. God loves you. You've got the playbook. Trust in your higher power and just keep keep showing up. Your higher power is going to show you how to be loving. Your higher power is going to show you what the next chapter is. Your higher power is going to Direct you to be of service, even when things aren't going my way and I don't like it. And that process of, uh, like others have said, um, my higher power is like, and given me um, the tools and the love to be here and present and grow up. And I'm just, I'm really grateful. Um,
1: and I just, but uh, that'll pass.
0: Okay, so we have time for like a minute and a half share. Ooh, who would like that? Courtney C. Courtney Courtney. We got Courtney C. Go
10: ahead. Hi, um, I'm Courtney C. I'm a compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania, and I just wanted to share, um, I don't normally talk on the line. I listen um, pretty much every day, but I really needed to hear this, um, to remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. Um and uh late Friday or late Wednesday, um a friend of mine and her family, she was traveling with um her brother and her uh parents and her dog, um, they were all killed in a car accident. Um the Uh, front tire blew out and uh, went over into the other line to a double um, tractor trailer and uh, it is just, it's devastating I spent the whole day yesterday just bawling my eyes out and praying for them and the community that I know her from Um, it's a a gym it's an orange theory but um, I worked out next to her for the last five years and um, we knew, you know, we, we became good friends and Um, But I just have to remember that, you know, that happened and it's terrible. Um, She's in a better place. Um, I know that for sure. Um, But my recovery, I I still have to focus on my recovery. Um, If I, uh, you know, yesterday I I picked up the phone, I called a fellow, and they just said, "Court, you know, you're... She would not want you in the food. Um, so, anyways, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you so much for hearing me and letting me share. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Courtney. You're our last share, and we thank everyone who shared today. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study, immediately following closing. So today's share ID, Friday, August 11th, 2023, 7 a.m., Eastern Time Meeting is 20,531. That's 20,531. Now I'm going to ask Anne Marie M to um, read page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then. Anne Marie, we can't hear you. It's, it's You're distant there. Lost you,
1: memory. Okay, sorry about that. Um, there our book got, is
4: there it to, is. Okay, okay, sorry. Our book is meant to be, in M. in South Carolina, Recovered Composable Um Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disco- disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God, and to um, I'm sorry. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows.